Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm Brad Sykes here. Uh, it, I am technically, I guess, replacing Taylor. Taylor is out for a couple of days as his wife, Aria, had uh, their child, correct, Doug? Did, did, they did. Did you get an update? They had a okay. little girl, Selah. Selah. Selah, Aria. And, uh, well, c- congrats to yeah. Taylor and Aria. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad to be filling in. I'm, I'm glad I had some time and could uh, could make this work. Um, I, uh, in fact, when I left to go to the SWAT Bible study today, uh, Vicky said, well, I won't see you till after radio. And I forgot that you may need me. I didn't hear you, but I thought, yeah. well, I, Hey, I hope it works out. And it, it gave me an hour to go kind of process through what you taught today. Wow. And, uh, yeah. wow, it was good. <laughs> really good. Well, uh, I know we're not going to talk about that today. We'll, you'll talk about that next week. But uh, good stuff. Glad you're with us today. We're in Hebrews 12, 1 through 4. And uh, you have got, I was telling somebody, of course, I've been going back and listening to some of the podcast. Uh, I'm in. The, I'm about halfway through uh, Tommy Nelson last week. Great stuff. For those of you listening, if you've never listened to the podcast, go listen to Tommy Nelson. Um, I mean, goodness. And you've got Al Mohler what, tomorrow. Did, what, did you hear Gruden but live? Or yes, did you hear I heard him live. Did yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. But I think I told you maybe the week prior to that, I had gotten on this Zoom call with Al Mohler and Gruden mm-hmm. and just really just enjoyed that. Uh, just gave me some good, um, I don't want to use the word ammunition, but some good uh, thoughts to kind of work through as i am engaging with a few people not a few i'm engaging with a couple of people that are not on the same page as i am in regards to the voting and, well, well, and you here's know the thing you know i i'm actually okay if people aren't on the same page i mean i obviously would love for people to be on the same page with me but i understand that we're not all going to be on the same page i, I think we should passionately be able to share what our convictions are, mm-hmm. without demonizing people that have a difference of opinion. I mean, I told you yesterday, I read what Lori wrote or ta- mm-hmm. paraphrased mm-hmm. it. She got vilified simply for stating an opinion, not doing anything mean to anybody, not, but just vilified for having a different opinion. And I mean, that's where we've come to in this country that it's it's amazing to me um that we can't have a conversation and disagree and i know you agree with this you you speak about this the importance uh it i don't live in a world where i think we're all going to get along we're all going to think the same way i mean goodness gracious uh you know i've been married to my wife for 35 years we don't agree on everything <laughs> mm. but i love her uh she we are one body we are uh continually improving and and progressing in our sanctification and i think in many ways uh when we encounter somebody who may be thinking or voting differently than we may be voting uh you might pray about that situation pray that god would give you an opportunity 
not to react because I know my tendency. It's like driving down the interstate and somebody cuts you off. Well, let me pray about that. <laughs> no, usually we respond, we react, and I think it's important as as believers that um, we we pray and that we ask God to grant us uh, peace in those circumstances, in those situations, in those conversations where uh, we may challenge somebody regarding where they stand on a particular issue. Listen, there is no perfect platform. There is no perfect um, candidate, heaven forbid. Um, Trump is definitely not – I would not have put him on my list as uh, my my shepherd, my pastor. Mm. Um, Or a Sunday school teacher. Or a Sunday school teacher. Was that what what Tommy said? Yes. Yeah. I mean – well, you you got to hear this. This is funny. So I've been getting emails, Brad, from China hmm. asking if they can use SWATradio.China.com.China.net.China.org.China. <laughs> Why would they want SWAT radio? That's interesting to me. Hmm. I mean... I don't know what they're wanting to do with it. I told them uh, it's a protected trademark, and I encourage them to use another name. Um, but, you know, I don't know what the deal is. You, you don't know with anything today. You don't know what's people trying to scam your information or all that stuff. But just this current environment, I was thinking about it. I was listening. I, you know, I mentioned Matthew McConaughey. He was right, on, yeah. He's got a book yeah. coming out called Green Lights. and. He's just saying we've got to pull together. I mean, we it's amazing to me that you would think that believers, because the platforms are so radically different, mm-hmm. would be fairly unified. And I think a lot a large part of them are. But um I don't know. It's it's just it's what's discouraging to me is see people saying, well, you can't be a Christian and vote for Trump. Mm. And other people saying you can't be a Christian and vote for Biden. And I, I think we're not voting for a person. We're voting for a platform. That's right. We have to look mm-hmm. at the overall platform. And there is a effort being made to divide the body <clears throat> of Christ mm-hmm. to keep us from being salt and light. And I think I, I am seeing so many divisive things within families, within churches, all the way around. And the church is called to be peacemakers. We are called mm-hmm. to be the ones that are being salt and light for Christ. And I just, I, I just have a hard time believing that if Jesus were here, he would love the sinner, but he would never, ever, ever affirm the sin of infanticide he would never affirm the sin of homosexuality Mm -hmm. he would never affirm the sin of transgenderism uh he would never affirm those things and those values i was sharing with somebody uh this morning uh because one of the buzzwords that you hear among people who are christians is this word accepting we need to be more accepting um of our you know fellow neighbors are and, and 
I think we need to define some words because <laughs> accepting is not the same thing as loving. Mm-hmm. Um, compassion is not the same thing as accepting. If uh, this particular person, I said, hey, listen, if you're if your wife chose to have an affair on you, would you be acceptable with that? Because accepting really is basically saying I'm accept that's acceptable behavior. Okay, there is no way this particular person said, Are you kidding me? You know, I said, Okay, that's my point. <laughs> there are lots of things you can be accepting over. But as a believer, we're not to accept sin. And and God is very clear in his word about what is sin and what isn't. Mm-hmm. And we may differ on some areas. But we will not. Listen, I'm not divided amongst you politically as much as I am divided amongst you spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's the whole thing is that for us who are believers, who are committed and surrendered to biblical values, uh, the the issues relate around the sanctity of life, Mm -hmm. the values of God's created design for a man and a woman. Um, not only in their roles, but in their function and in their uh, um, purpose in a family to procreate and to be the base cell of a faith community. Mm-hmm. Um, it, God, I, I was reading, and this is very sad for me, but uh, a friend's uh, child, a, a good friend's child, uh, has made a decision to to live a lesbian lifestyle and got married and, and is putting all over social media, how God is blessing their relationship. And she's so happy. God brought this person into the life and God did this. And God did that. God does not sanction homosexual marriage, plain and simple. It's it's, he doesn't bless it. He doesn't sanctify it. It is a not, that would be like saying God's sanctifying my adultery. Mm Mm-hmm or my theft, right. or my greed, it is in the same category of a an abomination, a disregard for the will of God. That's what it boils down to. And, and so to say that God blesses that would be like him saying, God bless me stealing from you, Brad. Exactly. No, exactly. Uh, by the way, I, we, we're going to take a break here in a minute, but I know the um, you mentioned it, I think, on Monday – about the briefing about Al Mohler bringing up the issue from the town hall uh-huh. uh, that Biden did about allowing this eight-year-old, that an eight-year-old should be able to make a decision about their gender <laughs> without any discrimination. Um, this was a blog my wife wrote. She said, there's been a fair amount of discussion about the town hall with Joe Biden the other evening. Some people have focused on the issue raised by his answer about eight-year-olds making decisions about their gender at an age when many children still believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. Some focused on the Green New Deal, some on the complete absence of any question regarding the controversy swirling around his son, Hunter. All of those are valid points of discussion. However, the, world, the words that troubled me most are words that are easy easy to overlook when asked about his non-answer on court packing mr biden said if i had answered the question directly then all the focus would have would be on what's biden gonna do if he wins instead of on is it appropriate what is going on now now think of the insanity of that 
Would you ever vote for somebody if you didn't know where they stood on certain issues? Well, no, and he's happy to say where he stands on the transgender issue, yep. but he's not happy to say where he stands on the court back again. Crazy. We'll be right back. SWAT Radio, glad you joined us. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain Painted. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fire. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. And there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got paid, he's a pain Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. We're glad you joined us. If you want to call us in person, you want to join us in person, call us at 844-777-7928. You can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Taylor is out uh, yesterday and today. His wife already had, had a baby yesterday, and we are thankful, and we are rejoicing with them and uh Doug, good to be in studio with you. We went on the break. I mentioned this uh, blog that uh, talking about Biden. He, he said, if I had this is in regards to this question about court packing that he was asked at the uh, town hall and his answer, his response, if I had answered the question directly, then all the focus would be on what's Biden going to do if he wins instead of on. Is it appropriate what is going on now? Now, here's the problem with that statement. Mr. Biden is running for the office of president of the United States. The focus should be on what is Biden going to do if he wins. 
let's let President Trump answer the question related to what is going on now and his thought on policy moving forward. He will certainly not escape that questioning. Mm. You know, when faced with a direct question about what you will do, answer the question directly. This would have never taken place. I mean, I, you know, I guess maybe over the last eight to 12 years, we've seen this decay in a media that is so bent one way where we won't even ask the questions that we as citizens should be asking and should be demanding. Well, I, you know, one of the big arguments right now, and I know we're bleeding over a little yeah. into the second portion. I don't want to go too long into it, but is the abortion, the LGBTQ rights, uh, people are saying that that's to, to deny those rights to those things is un-American. That's what people are saying. They're actually making that. And you, you, when you think about wh- what does it mean to be an American in the past, it's always meant you stood for good. It was America who intervened in World War II and helped mm-hmm. turn the tide against fascism. It, it was America who, when the world hurts, everybody's coming to us from AIDS. You don't see millions of people pouring into Ukraine, yep. Russia, <clears throat> Venezuela, Cuba. Right. They come here. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because I'm trying to get a guest for Friday who was a religious refugee from another country and i was talking to him the other day and like dawa and john monger and others who actually experience what life is like under a, a persecuting regime mm-hmm. they're all for the republican platform they see that as a path to freedom and continued freedom and they have <clears throat> deep concerns of a democratic platform Plunging the United States into places like they used to live. Yeah. Yeah. And so this guy that I was talking to, I'm trying to get for Friday, unequivocally says, I'm going to vote for Trump to be president, not because I think he's a great guy, but because of what they stand for on mm-hmm. that platform. And I mean, it, it to hear him say, it, my question is, why are all these Christians who have been persecuted in other places who now come to America, why, if if it's such a bad thing, why are they wanting the Republican Party to win? Why are they voting for that? Because they understand what it's like to live in an oppressive regime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, most people in this country have no idea, especially if they're under 30, they've never really lived in an oppressive right. Regime. They've lived in a country that has had flaws, country that's made mistakes. And I'm not saying that there's re- not uh, ethnic prejudice that takes place, sure. but it's not systemic. <clears throat> right. it's, it's not systemic. It, it is. It is. It is taking place, and there are things that need to be happening. We need police reform. We need other things. But you really want to see what it's like to be oppressed? Go live over in china go live over in north korea go live over in the middle east then you will understand that what you have here is why people come from all over the world and they want to pour into here because of the freedom that our constitution guarantees life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and that means it was based on initially a document where the founding fathers understood that without morals you can't have freedom 
And the right. morals were God ordained. That wasn't you pick because you think your side is better. It was always looking to God and His morals. Uh, the, the morals. Who decides what's right or wrong exactly. if you don't have a Bible? <clears throat> exactly. Is it, is it the ACLU? Right. It, well, that, that kind of goes to my point about accepting. Okay, so you want me to accept certain things, but you don't want me to accept. You know, you're you are basically determining what's right or wrong. Yeah. You know, if, if you view homosexuality as not there's nothing wrong with it, then I'm supposed to accept it. Yeah. Yeah, if you I mean, how do you how do you have a government if you don't have laws, if you don't have right and wrong? Yeah. I I think that this is one reason I really am excited about Judge Barrett being confirmed. Yeah. She's an originalist. And and you know, truth is exclusive by its very nature. Yeah. It's very exclusive. And a lot of people don't like narrow, but when something uh, that has been put into a creed for our country, it's been made a basis for the way our culture functions and it has survived for hundreds of years and done well to, I mean, better than any other country in the world. um, The only thing that's going to destroy us is from our own selves within by by not going by what it says um i mean even amendments have to go through a constitutional challenge you know mm-hmm. you can't just make an amendment uh that say let's say you wanted to make an amendment and say everybody has the right to marry anybody well it has to go through the constitutional test and that's why it's so important to have an originalist on the court. Yeah. So for 30, 40 years, we haven't had a majority of originalists. And, and, and I think we've had some very bad legislative things that have come out of the court as a result of mm-hmm. that. Where the, It's not the court's job to legislate. That's right. It's their job to interpret. And so as we think about all these things going on, we are in a marathon as believers and you know, in this chapter of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, we've been looking at verses 1 through 4. And if you're just tuning in, maybe for the first time, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And we're about the truth of God's Word, the truth Jesus. We're about Him and His message going out there, taking a stand for truth, doing so in love, but taking a stand and being unafraid to speak the truth and the the writer to the hebrews called these people that he was writing to to really depart from what he calls a shallow belief or opposing belief or a, a superficial belief to be all in with jesus and he he gives them four warnings in chapters one through ten chapter two he says don't drift from the message that Jesus is enough. He's supreme. And chapter 3, he says, don't have a hard heart. Chapter uh, 5 and 6, he says, don't waver back and forth. Make a decision. Be all in with him. Chapter 10, he says, don't be an apostate. Don't say you're all in when you're really not. Don't reject the truth outright once you have it. And in chapter 11, he gave us this um long, long list of examples, starting with Abel going all the way down through uh, the prophets. But he took us through the whole Old Testament 
trying to encourage these people. Look at the past examples of faith, how these people put faith on display. Now run your race of faith with endurance, he says. You've got this great cloud of witnesses who were examples, and we looked at Monday running according to God's program, his plan, his plan. He's got a plan for each one of us, and and I, we can't plan. We don't know what that looks like, but he does, and nobody's going to run a marathon without a plan. you got to have a plan uh, to go in there and do it, and so he lays out a plan for us in his word, and we saw Monday that even the Old Testament examples he gives us, he, he you got to know the Bible. That's God's word to us. That's where he lays out his plan. And Paul says in Romans 15, this was written for your instruction. So he says a plan. Yesterday we looked at God's purpose, and we saw it's to run the race to get to the finish line. What's the finish line? You get to Jesus, and in the process of the race, putting him on display with your eyes fixed on him, other people will see you. You are running to help others want to be in the race with you. Go, and, and so today we're looking at the third thing. He says, run according to his pattern. And God's pattern is the pattern that we see in the life of Jesus. Jesus is the supreme example of what it means to run this race of faith. If you want to know what it looks like to run a race of faith, well, and to finish well, you look at Jesus' life in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You go and you see how Jesus interacted with people. How did he interact with the poor? How did he interact with people who made mistakes? How did he live his life? So when we come back, Brad, I'm going to have you read through one through four again. And we're going to really unpack that last part today of looking at our pattern, who is Jesus. Amen. Glad to have you with us today. You want to call in? You can call eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's eight four four seven 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 SWAT. If you have a question for Doug or myself, you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. You can go to Facebook or Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk. We are glad you joined us. Hebrews chapter twelve verses one through four. We're going to talk about running the race of faith. Glad you're with us. SWAT Radio.
He's our rescuer. I, I can't sing a lick, but I love that song. You ever do that? You know, Doug, I have been probably for the last month and a half. In the mornings, my wife is going down to work out with Sarah, my my daughter, who has had four babies under four years old. And and so uh, they decided, hey, we're going to go work out together in the mornings. And so I go down and I walk the boys. Mm-hmm. I put all four of them in a stroller. That's a job, by the way. Uh, I mean, that, you, that in I, itself is. A I job. think I'm getting my 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 glutes are getting strong because <laughs> I'm pushing these boys about a mile. But one of the things we do when when I'm out there is I sing to them. You know. Yeah. And I can't sing. Of course, they don't care. But you, you know? got kids that can sing. I do, but you know, I can't sing. So yeah, I don't know. There are a lot of a lot of things my kids have been able to do that I haven't been <laughs> that they didn't get from me. People ask me all the time. Now, were you a swimmer? I'm like, no, I wasn't a swimmer. I can swim, but not like that. Were you a singer? No, I can't sing either. Can you play guitar? No, I can't do that. Piano? No, I can't do that. So yeah, I, I don't have any of the things that I don't know where my kids got all that stuff. But anyway, hey, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, SWAT stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth we are as far as i know doug uh the only live men's talk program yeah christian talk program so if you know somebody that needs to tune in go to swatradio.com you can see the various stations that we broadcast on and uh, we're just glad you joined us today we're in hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 through 4 I've said this many times. I mentioned it to Taylor when I was here last week, Doug, is how much I, I always enjoy the the breaks. Yeah. You, know, you and I have had, over the years, have had a lot of great conversations mm-hmm. uh, during breaks that ended up feeding into the parking lot later. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just great. And I was I was just sharing with you openly that as I've been working through this this these four verses about this idea of running the race and removing these things that weigh us down or these things that entangle us uh, i mentioned i won't share it on the air but i mentioned one thing that has really caused me that has kind of entangled me a little bit and this idea of kind of removing that setting that aside and run don't let that you know weigh me down because this world is going to give us things that are going to weigh us down well, it's interesting when you think about the what's instructing you. Like I was thinking mm-hmm. about it. You know, the Constitution was ratified in, I think, 1789, right? I mm-hmm. think that's when it was. And um, I don't think they knew then that it would be still directing things 200-plus years later. I want you to think about that. That's not an inspired document. That's a right. that was a man written document. But what's informing you and I, and hopefully every believer, is a document that parts of it were written over four thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about that for a second, <laughs> yeah. and it still speaks clearly to us to things that are helpful as we move and makes us mm. wise. You know, mm. the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the, the soul. soul. Testimony of the Lord, Lord is sure. sure, making wise the simple. These these things in the Bible, thousands of years old, mm-hmm. are informing us. And I want you to just keep in mind that that I really believe, even though our Constitution isn't inspired, I do believe God blessed it. And, and has allowed it to operate 
and direct a country that for hundreds of years now has benefited from people that were under the authority of Almighty God. Mm. They weren't perfect men. They were flawed men. And I think that uh, we have allowed people to denigrate them uh, because they were flawed men. And every one of us is flawed. Every one of us has issues. Mm -hmm. And these men put together a document that for 200 plus years has governed a country. And, And they did so. Um, many of them risked their life to do that and put that document together as, to be charged with treason against, you know, yep. England. Yep. And so uh, they ran their race of faith, and and God used them. And so as we're running our race of faith and we've looked at our plan and the, the purpose, we're going to finish up with the pattern. God's pattern for our race is seen in Jesus. And as we think about him, there's a word there at the beginning uh, that says, consider Jesus, that I'm going to have you read the text. Mm-hmm. And when people hear that word consider, that word means to think through thoroughly. So when you wake up in your bed in the morning, wherever you are listening, how often do you think through thoroughly your race of faith for the day? Mm. Not what you're going to do for your boss, for your family or even for your own benefit. But what are you doing for God and his display of faith to the world for that day? How are you leaning on him? Where are you getting your information from him? I mean, are you just hoping he'll just (laughs) transmit it through osmosis Mm -hmm. uh, because your Bible is on the nightstand? Or are you spending time in the word? And are you allowing the word to point you to Jesus, to who is the author, he's our source of, and the supreme example of our faith. So read that text, and I want people to think about that, consider, that word consider, and uh, think is verse 3. Yeah, we're in Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through 4. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you may not grow weary and lose heart. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. So again, he says consider, and that word means to think through thoroughly. And so he says what? Consider him. Consider him. And what does it say about him, Brad? After that, it says consider him. Who has endured such hostility. So here he's talking about Jesus uh, basically suffering as he runs the race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many people think that the, the race of faith is a race with no pain, that the race of faith is a, a, a race with no cost. Yeah. They think because Jesus paid the price on the cross that we have no price to pay. Well, that's not good theology, is it? 
No. But the price that we pay is not for entrance into the kingdom, but it's the price we pay because we're in the kingdom. We pray we pay that price <clears throat> to put God on display to a world that desperately needs to see what it looks like when Jesus has a life. Well, I know you're going to talk about this next week because I got the lowdown today. But I mentioned earlier about this idea of being accepting of people. And I said, listen, Jesus receives us right where we are. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't leave us right where we are. No, he doesn't. Praise God. Uh, you and I are different men today than we were 40 years ago. And we should be. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the whole thing is so many people, if you see somebody who says that they're, something's changed in their life, but nothing changes, I mean, other than an idea, the, the, the idea is one thing, but the heart is another. I mean, the brain, that's what this second group of people in, right. in this letter was written to was, they intellectually bought into him, but he never penetrated their hearts. Yeah, it, if you got you got grown men in your family, you got grown sons. Can you imagine if when they were twenty years old, they were still the same size they were when they were six? Yeah, you would know there was a problem. And yet, that's a lot of what we're dealing with here. Well, notice what he's saying. Oh, in this text, he says, "Think through thoroughly." That's what the word "consider" means. Jesus him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself. And why do we do that? He says, so that you won't grow weary or faint-hearted. In other words, our pattern is when we undergo struggles, pain, suffering, from sinners, from people who are basically, they don't care uh, what God's doing, He's using this word there. These are people who are going against God. When he says sinners, he's talking about people who are being anti-God-like. He said when they're doing that, think about Jesus who on the cross, what did he say? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Mm. So, and, And when he went to the cross, right before he went to the cross, Peter said, Lord, this ain't gonna happen to you. And he said, get behind me, Satan. Why? Because he knew the path God had for him. He knew the plan. He knew his purpose. And he said, no, that's not true. He said, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Jesus ran a good race, and he ran a great faith race. Made me think, Doug, uh, as you were teaching last week, you used the analogy of a marathon. Uh, I've never run a marathon. I've had a couple of kids that have run marathons. But uh, I was reminded of the hurdles. Did you ever do hurdles? No, I, I so didn't. My wife did hurdles, and she said you, you focus on the, the the tape at the end. You don't even see the hurdles. Well, hurdles are going to be in our life, well, and you got to focus on the tape up there. It's the same kind of pictures. That yeah, because if you look at the hurdle, you'll hit it. Absolutely, you? Yeah. absolutely. Glad you joined us here at SWAT. We're going to take a, our last break of the day. Call us at eight four four seven 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 SWAT. 844-777-7928. Take a quick break and be right back. Glad you joined us. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. 
If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without Hey, glad you joined us, SWAT Radio. I promise I will not jump into any singing, but we're glad you have joined us <laughs> here at you, SWAT Brad. Radio. <laughs> yeah, you. I appreciate that. Uh, most of our listeners are grateful for that. But, uh, hey, last segment, call us at 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-SWAT. You can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. We are in Hebrews chapter 12. We're looking at these first four verses in particular we're looking at verses 3 and 4, talking about the pattern that we're running a race. We're looking at the pattern of that race. I was mentioning as we went into the break, we've been talking about a marathon. You know, you, you don't enter a marathon without having a plan. Uh, my dad, who may be listening, has run a few marathons. And uh, I'm sure, you know, it's almost like every mile you have a strategy or a plan, a pace you're going you're gonna to go at. And my wife was a uh, was a ran track and did hurdles in particular. She said, "You never you never look at the hurdle, you look at the tape at the end." Yeah. And because if you look at the hurdle, your head goes down, which brings everything down, which allows your heel not to clear that hurdle. Mm. Well, I, I mean, life's going to bring us some hurdles. It has already brought some hurdles. Well, it's interesting. In verse four, Brad, it says, "In your struggle against sin," and and the the word there uh, in in the Greek is antagonizomai, hmm. antagon you know which like antagonize yeah. or basically, um, and so what it means is to fight against a person, but in the Greek they could write in different tense. They could write in you know past present perfect. You know they could mm-hmm. write in all those. This is a verb in the present tense but it's 
passive. You know what that yeah. means? That means that it's something acting on you, hmm. not you basically doing it. It's something acting on you in your struggle. You're struggling because something, it's coming after you. Gotcha. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. But what's interesting, he says, in your struggle against sin, you've not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. He's talking to this group specifically. The Holy Spirit, through this person who wrote to the Hebrew people, is addressing them as a faith community. And I hear men, and you do too all the time, complain about their struggle. And how many of us have struggled and resisted to the point of where there has cost us blood? Mm. That means you're all in. When you're fighting that hard against something. See, I think too often as men, we just give up. Yeah. We go, okay, I fought, I fought, I can't do it anymore. I'm giving in to whatever Mm. the temptation is. And, and he's saying, you know, you got to consider Jesus. He's the pattern. He's the one. Jesus was tempted in every way that you and I were. Yeah. And yet he didn't give in. And he, this writer, he challenges him. He says, listen, you've not resisted to the point of shedding blood. It's kind of an exhortation there saying, <laughs> exactly. listen, I know you guys think you have it tough Stop right now. Stop your whining. <laughs> That's almost what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, and, and you got to remember, like, could you imagine a guy getting in the Marine Corps? I couldn't imagine this years ago. I could imagine it now because do you know what I read yesterday? And it really upset me that a Marine general was relieved of command for using the N-word. And the way he used it was not derogatory not directed at someone no it Mm -hmm. wasn't there was music playing that had the n-word in it and all he did was simply say do you think that kind of words are necessary and he said the word in a song i don't think so well it upset people there and they made a complaint against him and immediately he was relieved he was relieved of command for simply using it to correct people. And I've heard of a coach. On coach Patterson, team. my yeah, TCU yeah, football being coach. Being relieved in the same way. Well, he didn't way. get relieved, but. Uh, well, I yeah. mean, being chastised. Sure, oh, big time. Because the, the thing is, we have gotten so far into this political correctness now. Listen, I'm not saying it's a good word. It's a bad word. Yeah. But you're talking about a Marine general who has bled on the battlefield who was using it in the context of trying to educate his troops, we don't need to listen to this. This is not good to hear this word being said. And he's relieved because of that. And and I mean... Because he used it. it yeah. And so I'm saying we are raising snowflakes all around. Ooh. And we've not resisted. And we coddle people within the Christian community and listen, I'm not saying we eat the Christians who make a mistake, but it's like you and I were with a guy a while ago who's made some bad choices. And I told him, I said, you're better than this. Mm-hmm. You need to stop making the same mistakes you're making because it's taking you to the same place every time and you're better than this. You need to put up a fight. 
And and, yeah. and and what this writer's saying is in this marathon, the Christian race, you need to to go according to the pattern. Look at Jesus. He didn't throw in the towel when he was tempted, when he was being beaten, when when he went into the garden, uh, knowing that his one of his friends was going to betray him. He didn't throw in the towel. But what I was going to is Jesus said, the reason I went to the Marine Corps is, can you imagine a Marine signing, raising his right hand? Then he's going through boot camp and he goes, man, I sure want to stay in the bed today. I'm, I'm, I think I'm just going to stay in bed. No, he he knows he won't get through that training if he just gives into that. One time he can't. He can't give in to, to you know, when he goes into town, he goes into town and there are things that can take him off track from completing training. He knows he can't do those things. And so he fights. You've got to fight. And and Jesus said in Luke 9, anyone who wants to be my disciple, who wants to come after me, must what? Deny himself, take up his cross, which is an instrument of death, and follow me. And he does it daily. This is not a, okay, I fought, okay, I made the decision, I'm a Christian. It is a daily fight. And and because our bodies, believe it or not, are addicted to selfishness. <laughs> we are addicted yep. to selfishness. It, it's You can call it whatever you want, but self-ledness is an addiction for us as humans. <laughs> and, the, and we have to fight every day. And, and we've not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. I mean, we, we've got to call on him. Lord, give me the strength. I remember what Paul says, and we're going to talk about it next week on air. He said, when I'm weak, that's when he's strong. Yeah. When I realize who I am and what I need, and I know in my own strength I can't get there, I call on him. I'm not saying you gut it out in your own physical strength. What I'm saying is, you've got to call out to the one who can deliver yeah. you from the yeah. sin. Yeah. And that's, you know, <clears throat> that's one of the notes I made today. You you mentioned that I don't want to, you know, get into next week's lesson, but the the reality of some of the the struggles that we're going to have along the the road along the race are going to discourage us. You know, they may not be bloodshed, but they're going to be there's going to be the temptation to throw in the towel. And yet, we can push on, and and it's it's a rem- remembering that we're not running the race alone either. Yeah, that He's with us, and that's the whole aspect of prayer. Is that God wants us to be at a spot where we're where we're clinging to Him, where we are in need. Yeah, and uh, you know, you think about Paul and the thorn in the flesh. You know, it it, it kept him humble. You know, but this this race is a, a race that requires some humility. Yeah, it does. It, it does. And, and the humility for you and me comes when we realize we can't do it on our mm. own. And, we, and we, we, we need to go to him. You know, we need to let him be the one to give us the strength to do what we've got to do. Yeah, because you can't do it on your own. No. And I think a lot of times we just try to gut it through and you can't do that. Yeah. with jesus yeah. christ yeah. yeah that's right well i hard to believe we're coming to an end but these were the questions that we had here you know what is it along this race what is it that's weighing me down what are what are the things that are maybe distracting you and then what are you looking at 
you know, I just shared openly, I've been distracted in some areas. You know, maybe it's the the current environment that we're in right now. I'm I'm grumbling about masks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grumbling about this or I'm grumbling about that. A lot of those things are things that are weighing me down. They're distracting me. They're affecting where my focus is. And then why am I running? Yeah. You know, why am I running? Am I all in? Yeah. And uh, boy, I tell you, there's so so often I feel like you could just put me right into this text that I have not shed any blood up to this point. Yeah, I love I love what Kent Hughes <laughs> says. He says basically the writer saying, "Cut the melodrama." I don't see any bodies <laughs> lying around. That's what he's saying. It's true. And and so uh, for believers out there, uh, we're we're not we're not dying in the streets because of our faith. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and so resist. Resist Satan, run your race of faith, and let God use you to put himself on display to a world who desperately needs to see him. Amen, and keep your eyes on Christ. He's yeah. the one who run the he ran the race and uh, perfected it. Yeah, We can look to him. Doug, enjoyed being with you yesterday, today, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing you and Dr. Moeller tomorrow. That is going to be a great, uh, great one hour of oh, listening. Oh, I hope you'll tune in. He oh, is, man. He is a, he's a great one. Can't wait. Good to be with you, brother. Yeah. Glad you joined us here at SWAT Radio. Go to SWATradio.com. You can check out the Bible studies that are happening around town. We would love to have you join us. And uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk. Once again, Till congr- tomorrow. congrats to Selah, Aria Johnson, Taylor's new daughter, uh, weighed in at a little over seven pounds, so mom and baby are doing well. Thank Amen. you guys for your prayers. Amen. Later, guys. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual